I, I mean, we buried the B team the day after the announcement happened. RIP B team. To the Around the Box podcast episode, we'll call it episode one of season two. Yes, we took a we took a break. Yeah, we took an off season. Yeah, rest and recovery. <laughs> we had to rest our voices. This is an important thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, July second was the last episode, so today is September second. So it's been exactly two months. Since our last episode. Which was totally planned. Which was 100% planned, and it's just like a regular TV show. Like, Bachelor does it. Um, <laughs> all the greats. All the greats. Bachelor, Bachelorette. Bachelor in Paradise, which is on right now. Bachelor but, Pad? No, there's no Bachelor Pad. It's Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, and then they'll have uh, like two or three months, and then Bachelor will start again. Is Bachelor in Paradise like the... Don't they do one where they have like a house where they? Yeah, that's Bachelor in Paradise. They send them to Mexico. Okay. Yeah, and they just live their lives in Mexico. Just <laughs> normal, normal lives. So, anyways, we got a we a lot happened in two months. Um, we actually did record. There is one episode that was recorded um, between those in those two months, but I don't think we're gonna release it. Because I was not well <laughs> when we recorded that episode. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I'm, I can't remember the total sequencing of it, but I remember giving you shit about uh, not having your wisdom teeth out. Yes. And then there was a complete uh, uh, fiasco of, you know, yeah, so healthcare and that you so the day that would we have avoided if you had had your wisdom teeth out. Yes, that is very true. Um, so the day we recorded that episode, I was in a lot of pain. I was on a lot of painkillers, um, <laughs> which basically just means I took five Motrin. Um, <laughs> your your definition of a lot of painkillers and mine is different, but continue um, on. So the day that we recorded, I was like, the night before, my mouth was hurting pretty bad, and we had driven back from Pennsylvania. Because um, yeah, you did a competition with it. Right? Yeah. Oh, we did talk about that competition in that yeah. episode. Um, so we were driving back from Pennsylvania, and my mouth was really hurting, so I just kept drinking iced coffee because the ice felt nice in my mouth. <laughs> And by the next day, by like 3 p.m., I couldn't even walk because my mouth hurt so bad and I couldn't open my mouth. So I was, it was recommended that I go to the emergency room. So I did. Um, and they informed me that I had a, an infection in the back of my mouth that was spreading through my face and that if they didn't remove it right then, that it would probably go to my brain and I would go into septic. So um, they had to call in the dental people from Tufts Dental, and they had to pry my jaw open, which is very painful, 
They put me on a lot of muscle relaxers. And did they put you? They didn't put you under for that. No, so I I kept asking them to put me under, but I I couldn't really talk at this point because right. my mouth was shut. Been there. Yeah, yeah. And I kept asking them to put me under, and I was like, please, 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 can I have anesthesia? Can I have anesthesia? And he said, no, because we don't have time to bring the anesthesiologist in. We just it's easier if we just numb it up and cut it out, basically. Yeah. And then install a drain in your mouth. So he basically, then he brought up the needles and I couldn't move because I was on so many muscle relaxers. So I couldn't even like get up and like run away. Yeah. <laughs> and I just started crying and he was like, it's going to be okay. And he stuck some needles in my mouth. And then that's really all I remember, except that I was definitely crying the whole time. And then they put me on a lot of painkillers, like real painkillers. Yeah. And then I had to have a second surgery to uh, take the drain out, remove the rest of the infection, and take all of my wisdom teeth out. Yeah. There was how a long, point... How long could you not eat solid food for? Ooh. So, so also the infection was so bad that it, like, was spread... It spread through my face, and it, like... I didn't realize that an infection in your mouth could impact your body that much yeah like there was a point during the week so they didn't remove the full infection um because they couldn't open my mouth really like far enough to get in there so they just removed like what was on top basically the first time and then they cut like a little bit into my jaw and removed some of it Mm -hmm. um how did you get the infection to begin with i don't know oh i actually do know he told me um so i guess what happened was um a piece of skin grew over that wasn't supposed to be there grew over my whiz- where my wisdom tooth was coming in in my right mm-hmm. side and it just popped through the skin basically and it was like it just got infected so anyways but basically the point was that I let it go for two weeks I just thought it was wisdom tooth pain <laughs> um, and so yeah it got really bad but there was a point in that week period when I was like between the two surgeries where I could not stand up by myself because I was so, like, weak. My mom had to help me up off the couch. Yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't eat solid foods for, um, so that whole week, and then the next week, all I was allowed to eat were multigrain Cheerios if I put them in the back of my mouth and let them dissolve one at a time. (laughs) I lost 15 pounds. And, yeah. That was that was that, and I was just watch. I watched Food Network instead of eating. That was probably a poor choice. It was. Could, should have watched something else. Well, I finished The Office, so. Um, we did. Suja and I finished The Office recently too. We've been watching it for like years, and. Oh no! I finished The Office in a week. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, because that's all I could do. All I could do was just lay in bed, and watch TV. It's a sad thing when you finish The Office because you're like, I've been watching this for so long. Well, that was this. That was what I think I watch the. Now? I think it was like the second time I finished The Office. Yeah. So I'm. But one thought is to just go back and start start it. Start it again. No. But I, um, I did, and I did just. I'll give her a shout out because I'm not. I don't even know if she listens for sure, but shout out to Jamie, uh, friend of the show. Also, Invictus Boston member who had uh, 
uh, surgery on her jaw, and she hasn't oh. been able to eat uh, solid foods for quite some time yeah. either. Jamie, so. I feel your pain. Mouth pain is the worst, actually. That's what I learned through this whole process. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Actually, um, so the so worst, what, what, the worst what side other, effect has been happened? that the trauma to my jaw, like, I couldn't drink through a straw until about two weeks ago. Hi. Because my mouth was, like, not strong enough. Whenever to... I'm drinking out of a straw, I, I, feel, straws. I feel weak. Makes me... <laughs> I love straws. Anyways, weak. we can't use straws anymore, though, so my straw time is limited. They're banning straws everywhere. Yeah. All right. All right. What's well, your, what's what your personal update? Uh, my personal update is that it changed jobs. Okay. Uh, I'm no longer... Uh, coach at Invictus Boston so much love to everyone there um I am now a head coach at CrossFit Coolidge Corner um I've actually I've actually been in this job for like a month uh so uh in that time I've I gave uh Invictus uh good notice and have had time to be in this job for a little while um, and it was just a great opportunity for me to take on, uh, you know, much bigger role for myself. It's a, uh, smaller gym, smaller, like membership size, uh, more of a community gym, but you know, more of a role for me in, uh, writing programming more on the uh, business operation side in terms of bringing in new members and, uh, just a lot, uh, you know, starting, starting new programs, community outreach stuff. There's just a lot, uh, more for me in this role than, uh, I had it, uh, Invictus Boston, the way I thought about it at the, the time, uh, was like, you know, I used to work at, uh, university and there was always like, you know, it was a big university and people would, you know, leave and take jobs at smaller colleges and get, you know, if you're like a professor at a big university or a head of department at a smaller school. And uh, so it's that kind of role. And I actually thought of one, uh, another analogy that I like better. It's like if you were on The Daily Show as like a reporter, like uh -huh. Stephen Colbert, yep. but then you get your own show. But it's not as big. Yeah, but now it's like I have my own show. But I feel like when people get their own show, like Jimmy Fallon gets his own show, he's like... Jimmy Fallon's a bad example because I don't like Jimmy Fallon. Wait, you don't? No. We've like been it. over well, this. We've definitely been over this, actually. <laughs> um, I love Jimmy Fallon, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, I guess my... That's a good analogy, though. I like the... I think the professor is in the... That, I like that analogy. Yeah, no, it... It, it works, but uh, it's been it's been super fun, um, and it's more uh, it's much more of a like health and wellness kind of community than like performance competitive base. Although it's funny, people at Coolidge Corner have said like, "Oh, is it you were at that gym with like all the games athletes? Is it like?" You must. It must be weird, like coaching here. And I'm like, you know that the games athletes are not like coming up through class. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody on that team that went to the games from Invictus Boston was like 
flown in from <laughs> somewhere else and they took that job like expressly because they wanted to be on the team that went to the games. It's not like we didn't, we didn't just like you didn't identify talent. Yeah. You're like, you wow, know, your double unders are so good. Would you want to be on the team? Yeah. Like, and it's like that, like, I don't know. It's that's, like that at almost how, every game yeah, level like, like thing. I, like, it's we're at the point in the sport where games athletes and team athletes, even at like the regional level, are not coming up through class. Like, yeah. they come in, like, maybe like they come in and then they'll like transition. I don't know. Yeah. Great, I don't know where I was great, going with great, that. <laughs> great, great thought. I don't know where I was going with that thought. But it's, don't worry about it. You don't have to finish it because there is no more regional. So I know. Oh no. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. That's some of the other stuff that happened um, while we were gone. Yeah. All right. Let's go into the games though, because so I went to the games. Um, I was, how, how did, where'd you finish? I oh yeah. You know I actually it's funny I wrote a post on Instagram the other day and I put. Um, I wrote something about like my training since the games and I realized that some people might perceive that that I was actually competing at the games but in my head I'm not even thinking about that I'm literally thinking about the fact that I basically worked five 17 hour days in a row <laughs> yeah well that's uh I'm sure that was my own version I, of the I'm sure the games. it's like people people you know like from high school or whatever well, it was only my Finsta. Most people who oh. follow my Finsta are CrossFit yeah. athletes who know what I do. Yeah. But if there's anybody who's not in CrossFit, they have no idea. They're like, oh, you seem really fit. And you said you just got back from the games. Like, or, <laughs> oh, are you going to try and make a run at the games? Like, people don't have any, have no idea. you going to try to make contest. a run at the games. Um, but anyways. Not now. No, not now. <laughs> So, um, basically, I mean, the games were fun. It was, it was a lot. I think I blacked out during some of it, not in like a good way. And, uh, I was so exhausted. Um, so basically I, I didn't go to the games to compete, obviously. Um, I was, someone actually asked me while I was there if I was competing though. So. I think you were in the team division. No. <laughs> um, no, I, the place that we were sitting, so basically my job at the games was to shoot all of the Invictus athletes. Um, so we would wake up at like 6 a.m. I would wake up at 5 so I could work out. Um, <laughs> and then we would go to the venue. We would shoot all day until 9 or 10 o'clock at night, get back home, I would eat some vanilla checks and then I would edit until like two or three o'clock in the morning, sleep for a few hours, wake up, do it all over again. Oh. Um, it was a lot. It was so much fun. It was probably one of the best like shooting experiences of my life. I'll put it up there with Wadapalooza, which I like herald as the best shooting experience of my life. Um, I think it's, it's fun. It's interesting that you're putting it up there with Wadapalooza, but it, it's not. So Wadapalooza was different because they're a little bit more embracing of like yeah actually like other photographer non-media team photographers. The games do not like non-media team photographers they, and they might next year. They might next year. Um, they don't have the So much of a media they're a little team. bit more friendly towards non-media team photographers at 
Wadapalooza. But um, yeah, but basically the games this year, I think, um, oh, but basically, so one of the time, one of the days we were sitting with the Nike people were sponsored by Nike. And so uh, we had seats right up in the front of the Coliseum. And obviously we gave the, some of the tickets to the Nike people to come sit with us. And they were sitting next to me and they had never watched CrossFit before. They didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I did that day, aside from shooting, was explain to them how the sport of CrossFit works. And I was kind of telling them like, I was pointing out the athletes that they sponsored and like what was going on and um, see that's how like little CrossFit matters to Nike yeah, is yeah. that like the high guy the high up guys at Nike like if we were at like a basketball game with Michael Jordan they would be like oh yeah that's Michael Jordan we sponsor him but I had to be like okay and that's um, Alex Anderson like he's one of your athletes um, <laughs> he's pretty good yeah well I don't I wouldn't compare Alex Anderson to, you, to Michael Jordan. <laughs> It, you should have just said that's Matt Frazier. Matt Frazier. Yeah, well, no, Matt so they actually so they like, did know that Matt Frazier was one of their athletes. That's like that's why I didn't use him as an example because I didn't have to point yeah. Matt Frazier out. But anyone besides Matt Frazier, I had to like explain to them, um, and I had to explain like how how the why they were wearing like the chips on their ankles and how the timing works and all that stuff. Um, but at the end, he was sitting. We were sitting there, and he just looks at me and he goes. This might sound like a stupid question, and I was not sure where that question was going. And he's like, "I love when people start <laughs> start sentences like that. This may be a stupid." Also, question. It's when like, it's oh, coming from is. like on. an executive at Nike, it's I was I had no clue where that question was going. Yeah, but um, he just looked at me. He goes, "You seem pretty fit. Did you compete today?" <laughs> and I was like. No. Oh, that's that makes that story even better. Somebody asked you if you competed at the CrossFit Games, and it was a Nike executive. You should have been like, "Yes," and I'm available for sponsorship. No, I'm not gonna lie to them. <laughs> but I was like, "No," and I so then I had to explain to them how hard it is to get to the CrossFit Games. But anyways, um, yeah, I think the games this year were a little more uneventful than I was hoping they would be. Like yeah, Matt Frazier won. Competitive wise, yeah. yeah. I mean it's like even I mean, it was a long time ago now, but even going over the results, it's like Matt Frazier won, Tia Claire Toomey won, and Mayhem won. Yeah. There's just absolute no shockers all around. Yeah. Uh the the two I mean the two like sort of quote unquote surprising things were Laura H- Horvath yeah. coming in second. Um, although I was talking with you obviously before the recording about how Laura Horvath's like sort of narrative is pretty much exactly like Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Sigmund's daughters when she came on the scene. Oh, Laura Horvath. Yeah. So Laura Horvath is shocking when you look at it from the surface, but yeah. if you actually look at her past track record, it's not it's not like a surprise at all because she won Dubai in December. Yeah, um, she had come in six at regionals the year before. before, so she was like ascending up. She won the one of the most prestigious competitions outside of the games, and then did well at the games. Yeah, and she and she she didn't win the European regional, but she I think came in second there. No, she did win the European. No. 
No, I think Danny Thor's daughter won. No, she was in Meridian with Lauren Fisher. No, she wasn't. Are you sure? Yeah, because Hungary is also your geography might not be your <laughs> no, it's thing, not great. but Hungary is <laughs> would be more part of Europe North. It's definitely okay. I'm sh- and I'm. I mean, honestly, she came in second to Annie Thor's daughter. I'm sure that I'm right. Okay. Um, I, I I'm actually pretty apt to believe you. Um, because I was right about you needing to get your wisdom teeth taken out? No. So it's just another thing <laughs> no, that I'm right about? No, not or? at all. But, um, but mostly because I couldn't spell Meridian last time we talked. <laughs> um, you were right. You were actually right. I was thinking of Jamie yeah. Green. Jamie Green won. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways. Um, yeah, she came in second to Annie Thoris but she did beat Annie Thoris in Dubai. Yeah. Um, and and uh, I, I would say Dubai is a little bit more, not like the games, but it's a little more um, like regionals. I think it's is, closer to the games than regionals. Yeah, regionals is a little bit more of like a controlled environment. Dubai is a little bit less controlled yeah, in terms like, of like There's more events. events. There's like some weird stuff. It's four days do. long, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit more like the games than regionals. Um, um, who came in third? Was in, it, uh, in the games? Yeah. This year? It was um, Annie Thorsauter. No? It's been so long. Uh, it's been it's so been long. It's been so long. I'm, it was Katrin. Katrin yes, Davis Katrin came in third. Oh, you know what we should actually discuss is the moment my heart broke at the games. <laughs> Not that Ed Sheeran, or <laughs> shoot, Patrick Melner no longer <laughs> looks like Ed Sheeran, um, but also that... Bren Fikowski tied for third, and he lost the tie break. Yeah, but he lost it. I, I love Lucas Hogberg. I know, uh, but I love Bren Fikowski. That was the other shakeup story of the games. You know, it was actually, if you could say that, like, you know, Laura Horvath would be on people's radar because she was young, she was definitely on the rise, and, you know, she just meet her met or exceeded expectations absolutely no one was like you know what like Lucas Hoberg in his like whatever fourth year at the games missed last year but I think this year <laughs> he's gonna year? like he came in third at the Europe Regional I think he's gonna yeah, come no. in third at the games like but he killed it all weekend and uh you I don't think you were at back bay when uh no, he was, was around not. He I was, was at, I was actually at College Corner when he was around at Back Bay. So I remember he, people discussing it here that yeah. Lucas Hoberg wasn't at Back Bay. He uh, he's just a fun like everything that you see in his interviews or like his react funny reaction yeah. to like the tiebreak that is that is all him. Genuine. Genuine, hundred percent of the time, he's just says funny things like that that's sort of like unintentionally funny but he's also like laughing at himself so it makes it seem kind of intentional he's he's a cool guy so i was happy to see him do well i'm happy for him i think it's great that he came in third i just my heart broke for fikowski when dave castro announced that they had a tie um and that like that's just such like a sucky way to lose because it's like you you tied. You tied. You you got that third. Yeah, but uh, and it's just like it oh, is God. It is it is kind of good that like 
the tie break goes to it's like all right what's your best event finish yeah and Hogberg won the event that morning and Fakowski came in second so it's like hey man you could have you could have controlled your fate by just beating the guy who beat you in the tiebreaker yeah and he and he didn't so i like no that's fair Fikowski seemed cool about it too and i saw like a post interview armin had oh him. yeah he was he's very he's a very humble person yeah. too um but also yeah. i think this year the other thing that really kind of made me a little bit sad was i do genuinely believe that patrick Vellner had it in him to Maybe not necessarily beat Matt Frazier, but give him a major run for his money where Matt Frazier was not once again locked in when he came into the final event. Uh, what do you mean? So you're just saying with the uh, the bike thing? Yeah, I think I think that he... I know, so actually, so everyone's saying, oh, it's not fair that his bike broke or whatever, but he did run into someone on the bike yeah, and that's crashed, why his and bike that's broke. Like part, and that's part, that's of, part like, of the sport. It's that, not like yeah, his bike like malfunctioned. Part, and, it, and it's part of like the risk. It's like, you know, going into an event where there's going to be like 40 guys riding on their bikes in a race. It's like one of the things you got to avoid is crashing yeah. into somebody else. And he crashed into somebody else and his bike broke. Yeah. Well, so a lot of people were saying, Oh, his bike malfunctioned. His bike didn't malfunction. He crashed into somebody and it broke. But then I think also with him getting that lung contusion on the O course, I just think that's but like... But that's like, then he shouldn't have, he should have had more coordination and not fall. I know, you could argue that forever. You can argue that for everything, though. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, just I, like, I mean, it's like, I don't, it's like, if you, if you trip and fall down, like, if you trip and fall running a race... Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah, the other people who were running and didn't trip... Yeah, but they don't you won't. feel bad? You know how sometimes in track somebody trips and they'll like blow out their ankle or something? Yeah. I and mean, then you like what and then you're like, oh man, like they could have won that event if they hadn't blown out their ankle and they fell. Yeah, but like you know, I mean Cole Sager didn't fall. He just won the event. You know? Like yeah, that's it's fair. just like and uh and I don't know. I just what? love I love Patrick Vellner and Brian Pekowski. I I like them both too. I saw or it might have been, so did you listen to the Mind Muscle Project uh, podcast with Patrick Fellner? No. So it's a good one to go back and listen to because he gives like almost, it might even be total like event for event, his like recap of the games and like okay. what he was thinking through each of them. And he w- was like, you know, he just had, you know, different moments throughout the weekend where it was like oh this just seemed like there was all these things like kind of turning up kind of wonky for him and uh you know he and he said straight up he's like look i don't think any of it would have mattered like no Matt, wouldn't, Matt, really Matt, wouldn't. matt's like margin of victory was still so big that like if all those balls had bounced the right way for me i still would have come in second yeah um, but he said that there was a moment, I don't know if it was after the completion of the games or like on the final day where it was like him, Fikowski, Hoberg, and, uh, he mentioned Bjork, Bjorkman Carl Gudmundsen, who's like been in the top five, like every year he's, he's been a, at he's, the games. He's a good one. Um, 
they sort of collectively said like you know like we've all got to be better like yeah like we can't this. let like, Matt Frazier like, keep like smashing yeah it he's here. like ne- like we need to make it like <laughs> it's so funny it's like their goal is just to make the last day of competition matter like, yeah it's not even at yeah the, exactly like, like they're like we don't it we're not saying our goal is to win. Our goal is to just, like, make it yeah. more of a race. Like, not to – not to. I mean, I know CrossFit's still a pretty young sport, so we're not going to have the same level as, like, the NFL or the NBA. But when you watch the Super Bowl, you're not, like, sitting there saying, oh, my God, 100% I can 100% say that, like, so-and-so is going to win. And, like, the Super Bowl, yeah. I think, is the equivalent to, like, last day of the CrossFit Games kind of a thing. Like – the last day of the CrossFit Games, people are walking and saying, yeah, there's, I would put money that Matt Frazier is going to win, like, almost 100% of the time. But when you have another sport like the Super Bowl, like, it's a toss-up every time. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, even going into the games, yeah, it's pretty knew, clear that Matt Frazier will yeah, win. Matt Frazier would win. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we'll, we'll see. I uh that same, I think, uh, interview I referenced with Brent Fikowski with that Armin had. Uh, Brent Fikowski said he just, I think it was like 30 muscle-ups for time or something. and He's a big dude. So yeah, 30 muscle-ups is a lot. Yeah, it's and yeah, just like his range of motion cycle time, whatever. Yeah. But Fikowski was saying, like, going into that one, like, you know, his mentality is like, oh, He's like, I need to get, you know, better than, like, 15th or, you know, like, yeah. just come in the top half. This isn't an event. And he was like, you know what? Like, fuck this. I need to be better. He's like, I need to just not. He's he's like, you know, Matt doesn't have events that yeah. he's Yeah, he's like, like, I need that. to come in yeah. the top 15, yeah. He's like, I just need, he's like, I'm sick of this, like, needing to, like, control yeah. stuff. And here's so. the thing is that everyone's like, oh, well, Matt Frazier is the present day Rich Froning. Matt Frazier has almost no holes in his game at this point. Rich Froning, like, had holes when he was at the top. Like, it was a little bit closer when it was with Rich. Like, everyone knew, yeah, yeah, Rich Froning's, like, definitely has a really strong chance at the title. When you went into the weekend, like, remember, he walked on the triple three. Yeah, and there, yeah, he had comebacks. I mean, even, like, the last year he won was a comeback. Uh... Jason Khalifa came out like really strong yeah. one year and was in first place. I think going into the weekend, uh, Rich did have one year. I remember that, but like he totally he really dominated on the last day or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean we'll we'll see if there's any uh, shakeup. But I mean I'm you know yeah if, if I was making a bet right now, it would be I. I'd bet a lot more on Matt Frazier. Who would you... Okay, so then let's do let's do one-year-out predictions of the games. Okay. Who would you say is going to win next year for the men? Matt Fraser. Patrick Melner. Like, huh? Patrick Melner. <laughs> I love how you... 100% every time like, Patrick Melner. It's, it's, it's too bad that we're not, like, uh, video recording this, because the, like, way you looked at me with an eye roll and said, Pat, like, Patrick Fellner is the obvious choice. It's like, Matt Fraser just beat him by, like, over 200 no, points. But now, now Patrick Fellner is, like, I, I just, I really believe in but, Patrick Fellner. Patrick Fellner, I believe in you. That's, that's nice. <laughs> but, 
I mean, Matt Frazier's margin of victory again this year was like a record-setting, like biggest margin of victory ever. It's like he just Patrick Vellner just got better than Brent Fikowski. What like if they, Patrick Vellner doesn't even go back to the games next year? It's possible. With yeah. the way that it's working out right now. We'll yeah. talk about that in a minute. Should we just talk about Wait, it? Hold, like, hold on. First, I want to hear who your lady prediction is. For I got it. I, I love Laura Horvath. So I'm, you think I'm she's going to go. win next year? Okay. I mean, I don't know if I think she's going to win, but if I, like, it, it feels like the most fun for me to make that prediction. Okay. And I would like to see it. I w- most, so. I'm going to say um, Cara Webb. No, nah, that ain't happening. Ain't happening. She's on the way out. Yeah, she is. But, I mean, well, so normally I would say Sam Briggs, but Sam Briggs broke my heart this year when she came in second in yes. the Masters division. Yeah. I mean, will you pick Sam Briggs to win the Masters division next year? Um, well, I think... <sighs> Do you think no, there's going to be a Masters division next they, year? I don't know. Let's just jump into this. Is there going to be a yeah. Masters team right, division so next we have year? To, yeah. All right. So let's just... Uh, because we take so much Greg time Glassman off. has gone off the rails. Lo- I love it. Lost his marbles. I love it. I, it's, it's so awesome that he's, like, retained such authority over everything <laughs> that he can just do this. I'm just picturing him in his office, like, losing his mind with, like, the red string. And he has, like, pictures of Dave Castro yeah. on his wall. And he has a picture of Pat Bellner. And there's, like, string connecting <laughs> everybody. And he's just, like, pacing around his office. That's how I'm envisioning all I bet, this I bet Greg Glassman's like those executives at Nike, and he doesn't even know who Patrick Bellner <laughs> is. He's just, like, a, not that unconcerned with the game's competition. Um, so, so, just for anyone who doesn't know, because it actually is, like, people who even do CrossFit but don't follow the games, yeah. uh, like us, may not know of this tragedy. Might not know. It's... It's not a tragedy. Tragedy. Um, but may not know. So it first was released uh, like morning chalk up. You want me to? You um, want me to just read kind of? No, I want. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm gonna go through it. Um, morning chalk up, and I I would get everything by seeing uh, Armin Armin Hammer's post. Yeah, Armin he, Hammer's he TV. Yeah, he did a video. He did a lot of good stuff. Um, but. So first, like right after the games, um, CrossFit fired a bunch of their media staff. Yeah. So and it was all people who were involved with the like yeah, games the media, games, games so, media production. So they fired. So this was last Tuesday, or no? No, it was, it was the Tuesday before. That. It was the Tuesday before. Whatever. Anyways, the, but the thing is, though, is that. Those layoffs won't happen until the middle of September, but they basically just laid off half of their San Jose office in the media department, and all the people were people working on the Road to Games project. So, because what I heard just from that... It's too bad, because I, 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 I love that I, series. I love, I love Road to Games and, and all those But realistically, CrossFit probably has the most media attention in, like, media devotion to... Or, has the most has de- devoted the most resources to developing media around the sport in re- in contrast to how many people actually follow the sport if that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. like even the NFL isn't doing like road to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady do you know what i mean like i uh, do you think they I mean, are that, well 
there, but there's there's outside media companies yes, who will. There's outside like media HBO, companies who are doing HBO it. does the Hard Knocks series. ESPN is like there's there's but enough the attention, but the NFL doesn't do it. Yeah, isn't doing and so it, they're yeah. not spending the resources. But, exactly. And so then after that media layoff, there was rumors that this was a signal of big changes to the game yes. season coming. My dreams which of have, working which are read on the road to game series were crushed, but that's okay. We don't have to um, talk about that. And so the change in format, which has now been confirmed, is that there's going to be no more regionals. <laughs> um, and the... CrossFit op- out of the CrossFit Open, the fittest of, from every country mm-hmm. will qualify for a spot in the games. Outside of that, there will be 16, 16 sanctioned qua- uh, CrossFit events that uh, the winners of which will be invited to compete in the CrossFit Games. Yes. Um, so. It, oh, and I believe top 20 in the world from the Open also get automatic okay. invites, is yeah. what I heard. There's... Um, that they haven't even released the full just, rule book, so yeah. was like I was actually so uh, if the we do games media or if we do some Instagram. light math, let's do some light math, okay? So 168 men. Let's just talk about the men first. 168 men. Let's say every country sends an athlete plus 20 from the world plus 16. So that's 204 men. Now we multiply that by two. Individual athletes alone, that's 408. Yeah. Well, obviously, they're going to have to do some sort of tiered thing where they eliminate people. So here's what here's my prediction for the games. All those people won't go. Exactly. So here's the thing is that a lot of the poor countries and countries that don't care won't be able to send people to the games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of people well, who qualify, and, and they're like, and I'm not that, spending... That, that guy out of uh, Russia who couldn't get there because With the visa. of, like, visa issues. Yeah. And, um, and they'll just... I mean, they But so I think they're going to have one event at the beginning of the games. Yeah, that's just have, like a movement standard elimination thing where like if you can't meet minimum work requirement, you're eliminated. And it's going to be like a games level event where maybe 50% of the fields can't even meet the minimum work they, requirement. Yeah, I mean, just have them. It could be done so easy. Just like, all right, snap, you got to be able to s- snatch 255. <laughs> You yeah. have th- three attempts. And, and now we've eliminated. And it's like we've eliminated half of, the of those 200 guys. We've eliminated 160 of them, and there's 40 competitors left. Yes. Let's go on with the weekend. Yes. Um, yeah, but it all. So, wait, uh, hold on. First, initial reaction to this. Well, so. Besides tears. I had no tears. I shed no tears. Johnson Johnson, no tears. Um. One other thing uh, worth mentioning for so for this upcoming season, the Open will still be um, in like late February, early March, um, and I don't know there won't be as many uh, sanctioned events. I don't think. No, they did announce that Dubai, which is in December, yeah. will be the first sanctioned event. Which means, but Dubai has no team division. It is only yeah uh, individual athletes. In, and so, and it leaves up in the air whether there'll be teens and masters. Um, 
So here's but, but after that, the open after this year, the open will move to October. So there'll be a and then the, and then the and then the sanctioned events will go from November to June, I believe, and that will be a like qualifying period where there's this sort of like it's you know it's similar to um, like. I think there's like like triathlon or Ironman has a sort of similar setup in that there's like qualifying events that lead up to it. I think there's even like like marathons um, have a similar structure because... Well, it's like the same thing structure with Boston. Yeah. Is that Boston's in May and you get to qualify starting in like whatever month they start allowing you to and you can so if you do a marathon in like august if that's within the period i don't know if it is and you run the correct time for boston you're in and you don't have to run a marathon until boston if you don't want to and even for but i like i know for iron man there's certain iron man triathlons that you can do throughout the year that would qualify you for like the iron man world championship so Mm -hmm. like i just know that I know somebody through social media who's qualified this year. They're going on in South Africa right now. Uh, she had done one, I don't know, and wherever, and and done well enough to qualify. And so, I mean, the parallel there is that it's they're not the same courses. Like you don't have to like because people are like, oh, is it going to be like the same events or whatever? Yeah, it doesn't like. One tri- one triathlon is not the same as another. There yeah. can be ones with steeper grades, harder yeah. swims, like whatever. One might be an ocean swim. One might be a lake swim. Yeah, yeah, different. yeah, yeah. So there can be all sorts of different things, but you qualify, qualify. Um, they're also stating quite. And so ex- the difference would be that if I, if you and I both finish a triathlon in like an hour, let's say, and that qualifies us, for, I don't know. We're awesome. Because we're awesome, and <laughs> that might be a world record that I just said. I don't know. Um, and we qualify for worlds. You and I can both qualify with that hour time. With these events, you can only qualify. Like we would, if we, if you did like a fifty-nine minute one, and I did an hour, then you would go to the worlds, and yeah, I would yeah. not. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's funny because it's like there's simultaneously more people are going to qualify for the games Mm -hmm. but in terms of quality competitors the number is going to go down yes shrinking it down to really probably those last two heats which is what i was actually thinking watching the games this year is i'm like at this point and i was thinking about it a little bit for some of the like veterans and they're even like i'll name a couple athletes that i personally really like Mm -hmm. but like from female and male side say china cho and josh bridges Mm -hmm. if they keep the old structure Mm -hmm. can probably still qualify for multiple crossfit games Mm -hmm. let's say at least a couple more Mm -hmm. but not, Maybe not Josh Bridges. He's he might retire but in I think the next it, year or so. But sure. But that would be his own choice. Like yeah. Given if there's an open 
and a regionals, I believe that Josh Bridges can get through that qualifying structure. Yes. But he's never going to be, like, I never see him again contending. On the podium, for the podium. Yeah, for, like, a meaning. And he was on the podium. Yeah, he was, and he, but I don't see him being in even that top heat ever again. And here's, here's, here's the thing with... And so I was just thinking, watching it, it's like, how long are these people really going to, like, what's, like, you're giving up your life. Like, you're not having all the, like, same social structures. You're giving up family time. Like, how long will they do it? And it's like, if that's the choice they want to make, that's fine. But um, I think this this new restructuring makes that choice for a lot of people. Yes. And, well, so here's going back to the triathlon thing, because here's where I don't, here's where I see kind of like a flaw in the system, and this is also kind of like a flaw in the triathlon system, which is that, um, so if you, so it's the same thing with when I was a pole vaulter. If you, our season would run from, the spring season would run from like March until June, and then you'd have like states and New England's and nationals in June slash July. So if you vaulted X feet in March, like if you vaulted 10 feet in March, you just qualified for state opens. And so like I would vault like my, the appropriate height in like March or April. And then I would just, I mean, I would try at the other meets because I was like always trying to be better. But like there were some girls who would vault the right height at the right, at the first meet and they'd just chill for the rest of the season basically and just train and focus on training. And so that's the benefit of winning the open. Yeah. And so, like, but then if you don't win the Open and you have to go to, like, Waterloo's and stuff, that's tough. That's a lot tougher on your body. So you're going to see people in more competitive countries. I feel like that's a kind of flaw in the system where if you're in, I don't know, a country where you're the only athlete, you're going to qualify right away. And now you have these top competitors who live in these countries with many top competitors, and they're having to battle it out for the whole season. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, I'm... Sure that Greg Glassman just doesn't care. Oh, I'm I'm a hundred percent positive he does not care. <laughs> the other the other thing I will say for them is like true. It's I mean it's it's definitely gonna be harder on their bodies, but like what I was just say what I would always say about like competitive crossfit at that level is not about health. They're not no. they're not competing to be healthy and but it's more about if you have the all, games. But they might not make it to the games, but they now have 16 high visibility events throughout Slash the year. events. Yeah, like so that if you're – look, if, if they just want to be professional athletes, this gives them 16 opportunities instead of yeah. like really two, yeah. like the regionals and games. That's right. And, it, and, you know, Dubai is now not going to – Dubai was like – bigger before and now it'll be even bigger Mm -hmm. um also i think i mean so realistically this whole restructuring is a money allocation issue for crossfit in the sense that now they can allocate the money that they are spending on the games or and regionals to building out health but not only that it's also a push to these other countries right you're gonna get so let's say that, because I know everyone's like, oh my God, I'm moving to wherever the heck I'm moving, yeah. where there's no gym, and I'm going to open an affiliate. You could essentially pay 
your way to the games now, right? Yeah. So now if I go and I move to somewhere, a country that has no CrossFit affiliates in it, and I open an affiliate there, this is CrossFit's goal, right? Now I'm going to go to the games. They'll probably eliminate me in the first event because I can't snatch 250. Yeah. And then I, um, but in turn, yes, I paid my way to the games and CrossFit had to incur a little bit of an expense to put me up at the games or whatever. However, I've now opened an affiliate where I have maybe a hundred members. So I've now changed a hundred people's lives. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a good thing. Like I, we haven't really said that they, they're pretty expressly stating that we were shifting our focus to, um, you know, health and fitness rather than, uh, elite fitness or competitive fitness. And that, um, you know, they've been using a quote from Glassman that it's like a miracle of CrossFit happens um, in the gyms around the world, and that that is what they want to focus on. Yeah. So, I mean, look, for, for me, I was, I've never been trying to go to regionals or be competitive, and I have my livelihood based on... Uh, people doing health, CrossFit. Yeah, people doing health and wellness and fitness uh in the local affiliate so i i'm cool with it i also think uh and this will be interesting to talk with you about is that i think that look it it totally it does elim it eliminates the opportunity for the like perennial regional regionals bubble athlete mm -hmm. to like I mean, you don't have that anymore. No. And here's, I mean, so the initial disappointment was of there's this big thing you've been working towards. And I'll actually read, I'll take the time right now to read my initial thoughts to this that I texted to somebody the day that it happened. And then I'll tell you kind of once I stepped back what I realized about this. So the day that this happened, all right, here it is. Here we go. You spend eight years of your life. So this is the analogy that I kind of compared it to when they took regionals away. And, and, and let me just say at the outset, because I've, if not seen the whole thing, I don't remember the whole thing. I've seen it in part, and I will say to call it an analogy, it's it's definitely analogy in quotation marks. Yeah. So okay. uh, take it away. So imagine this. You spend eight years of your life training to go on this deep sea dive, and your instructor keeps telling you every year that you're not ready. Next year, you need to develop mentally, you need to clean and jerk more, and you need to get your core stronger, and your muscle-ups are great, but your, <laughs> but your clean needs some work. And somehow that's all relevant to deep sea diving. And then after seven years of training every day, giving up your entire life and friends, and everything else, you miss the dive cut off by one point, and apparently there's some test for a deep sea dive. Then in your eighth year, you are ready, you've been training so hard, and right when your instructor is about to give you your goggles and let you explore the wondrous depths of the ocean, the president of the world calls and tells you that they have drained the ocean. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, analogy in quotes. Yes. Um, it was more just like, you've been so, working so, towards this thing yeah. and it's been canceled, but now that stepping back, I realized that 
it's not been canceled. It's just been spread into more opportunities. It's just been taken apart and cut apart and yeah. put into more opportunities. And like, I know I can qualify for Wadapalooza. It's just not going to be, I'm never going to get to say, oh, I went to regionals. Yeah. And so. Which is a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> and so I, I think it's a good thing that they took that away from from people in general and it's like i'm sad and sorry for you and other people i i know who are in the same same position Mm -hmm. but it's like um you know you have to how many people go to regionals 30 or 40 25 no 24 but like how many are on the Floor what competing because like at a super regional. Oh oh oh! There's, there's it's, so in our region they take twenty men, twenty women, and so it's oh they take twenty but, to but thirty. It's thirty with Canada. 30. It's thirty. Yeah. So it's like to come in thirtieth at regionals, mm-hmm. you have to like give up so much of your life. Yes. Like just to come in 30th at regionals like they're and so they're taking that away because i don't i don't look at that as like a healthy expenditure of time see i do but that's fine (laughs) i mean it's It's, more it's like i put so much i mean it's it would be like if you put so much time into this one like award or something and then they told you that they're not going to give out the award anymore yeah but and you were like, and I, that you were like, yes, I'm getting this award this year. And then they're like, yeah, we don't give that award out anymore. Yeah, and but I just think what Glassman's saying is that he doesn't want people to spend that much time going for that award. But I have right. spent so much time already. Well, and it's like gotta, I drained to, so much time to into make it. an omelet. You got to break a few eggs, and those eggs are. I mean, realistically, I just think that this is gonna help. I, I mean, we buried the B team the day after the announcement happened. RIP B team. Um, <laughs> but realistically, like... Yeah, there's no more B teams. There's there, no more... There is was, no more B so teams. So the, 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 the CrossFit Games Instagram post that I, I actually commented on this, this morning, there were so many people who were exactly what I just said, perennial regionals bubble athletes, yeah. who were so pissed that they don't get a chance to... <laughs> I mean, like, I'm pissed, like, oh, but I'm not going to comment I went, on this. I went to regional... Well, CrossFit Games was, like, responding back to them. Yeah. And it was, like, like just some people being like, look, this takes away my, like, opportunity to still be a competitor. Mm-hmm. And it's not like... It's like... They didn't take away like no, your right. They didn't. they didn't take away your right. You can to go vote. to Waterpalooza. You can go to. You can go to Waterpalooza. You can go to a local competition and throw and down. I'm just gonna put this out there. Waterpalooza is a hundred times more fun than regionals. Yeah, and um, I mean, and realistically too, like it's people were competing for the title, not to actually compete. At, those lower level athletes, obviously the. The people in the top are competing to go to the games and they're competing for that title. But I think a lot of people were more, they're going to regionals to say they were a regionals athlete. And here's my other observation that I've made because my immediate reaction to this was, well, if there's no more regionals, then I should probably just 
become a professional Spartan racer, or I considered calling my old pole vaulting coach. Become a professional? You would just be a professional. (laughs) No, but like work towards that goal of becoming. If I can't be a sub-regionals CrossFit (laughs) athlete, I'll just be a professional. If you can just be a professional Spartan racer tomorrow... You should just do that regardless of whatever you're about to say <laughs> no, on like this not, newfound perspective. I'm not going to just be a professional Spartan racer. I'm going to work <laughs> towards the goal of becoming a professional Spartan okay. racer. Because most uh, long-distance marathoners and obstacle course racers don't peak until their late 20s. Okay. And so now would be the ideal time for me to start. But then I realized... That if I'm only working, if I'm only doing this to go to regionals, then I wasted eight years. I did this for eight years, not because I just, like, I wanted to go to regionals, yes, and that was the goal. But I did it because I actually really like doing it. Yeah. And I really like training. And if all these people who are complaining on the Instagram, if your only goal was just to say you were a regionals athlete, like, that's, then you didn't do it for the right reasons. You did it to say you were a regionals athlete. And you didn't enjoy it along the way. And I'm not going to say, like, every day with smiles and sunshine because it definitely wasn't. Um, But, like, I feel like I really did enjoy every minute of it, even the ones that weren't the happiest. And that now it's just, like, it's another chapter. Like, I'm going to compete at Waterpalooza. I'm going to compete at Granite Games. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I... It's... It's not a big deal. And I never did Wadapalooza or Granite Games before because I was, like, so focused on regionals. And, uh, yeah, I, if, if there is truly, uh, competitive vacuum by not having regionals and not having an outlet for all these people Mm -hmm. to go to regionals, then that will be filled by something else. Yes. Like Granite Games, Wadapalooza. Spartan racing, like that's how like markets work. If this is truly like a real need for people, there something will come and fill it. So it's nothing and to worry about. Realistically, I'm just gonna say this. I know I always say that CrossFit's a real sport, but CrossFit it's not a real sport <laughs> if it's being run by an actual like company that owns. Do you know what I mean? It's not like anybody can go and host. A figure skating competition. You can do that if you would like. Okay. However, not everybody can go and just... You have to own an affiliate to be a CrossFit to do that. To qualify for the games, you have to train at a CrossFit affiliate. Like, figure skating and USA Track and Field, they're they're owned by governing... You could go unaffiliated. Not as a team. Okay. Not as a team, but as an individual. Yes, I'm thinking team right now. If you, all these other sports organizations are governed by external bodies, I feel like, and I think this is going to transition them more towards like a national body of governance and then like a world body of governance. So there'll be a USA CrossFit Association. Or or a US Functional Fitness. Maybe. The IF3. There is. The USA Functional Fitness Federation. Um, yeah, I don't I don't even want to talk about the yeah, functional fitness thing. But um, I think I think this but, will lead to more independent, larger independent competitions popping up. Yeah, which uh if that's if that's truly an itch that people just need to scratch, then yeah. that 
will will serve that purpose. And if you know CrossFit as you know what it is is just making the focus more on the affiliates and the you know health and fitness that happens there. Obviously, I'm all for that. The actual what the thing that I commented on the Instagram yeah, post I because I, my my two cents was like it's like well, I said my thing about look if it's the if it's like you know the death of the perennial regionals bubble athlete I don't think that's like a, a terrible thing and I'm not about like you wrote that on the Instagram yeah oh, okay and I was like if it's the like I don't really even though like I like following the games for mm-hmm. like entertainment, I'm the how it works out on the competitive side is just not something that like is going to keep me up at night. I don't, re- I'm not, I'm not concerned about like, Oh, well, if Canada only has one spot, like who's going to go Patrick Bellner, Brent Bukowski. <laughs> it's just like, Oh, I don't know. One of them will go and the other one will figure out their life. Um, but the the actual thing that uh, that I don't like is moving the open from yes from its time of year, and this is from somebody who from like a management of a of an affiliate kind of standpoint mm-hmm. is that look September is a big month for intake in gyms mm-hmm. because people you know. People move, start school, finish especially their... Especially in Boston. Yeah, especially in Boston. But I think, like, you know, everywhere oh, yeah. e- e- everywhere people are sort of traveling and vacationing in the summer. And then when school starts up, whether if they have kids or, you know, the summer vacation ends, September is a big month. Yes. So September and then, like, up through October into Halloween, like... Maybe you do like a Halloween throwdown or something, some kind of event there. You're pretty good business-wise. Like yes. you've got good energy in your community. And then you've got like Thanksgiving, Christmas, which is a little bit of a lull, mm-hmm. but that's kind of fine. It's the holidays. Yeah. Like that's fine. Um, January in the fitness space is, huge. you know, yeah, it's huge. All the... Uh, resolutioners come in and you're not it's not you're not worried about like having enough energy in your gym you're like just trying to deal with all the new people and that's a great thing by March by March February especially I guess if you're in New England like it's fucking cold it's like everybody's like broke down from yeah everybody's broke down from the winter the open was a perfect thing to like kind of energize the community, before bring spring. everybody together uh, before spring. And now, if that's gone, it's like okay, if you don't have that, maybe we'll have to like think of things like throw events in the spring or do whatever. But it was it was one service that like yeah. HQ was providing for the affiliates that it was just like. Here, here's an event. Here's, that, here, here's something that like will kind of galvanize your community I mean, to get you through these next this next like month and a half, and really like in the lead up to it, you know, yeah. 
I mean, realistically, so, if I'm an affiliate owner right now, how I'm looking at restructuring how my events, my event calendar runs. Yeah. Because I've already started to think about this because I yeah. am in charge of yeah, yeah. event planning and stuff. Is I'm thinking so normally we would do like Halloween throwdown. Maybe we do a Thanksgiving thing. Um, or a Christmas thing, it's kind of an either or situation, yeah. like a holiday or a Thanksgiving. And then obviously like February and March is off limits for events because yeah. we have the open. Yeah, we have yeah, an event yeah. every weekend basically. Yeah, yeah. And then in the spring, it's kind of hard. We do like um, a member get together, but we don't do any competitions. People are kind of burnt out from yeah, the open. Yeah, it's good to have a little bit of decompression yeah. time there. We kind of use the, the spring as like a decompression time. Summer, we just jump back into like events. People yeah. aren't around as much, but anyways, so here's how I'm thinking you restructure your event calendar is you do Valentine's Day something, you do some sort of couples competition, yeah. guy girls thing, and then in uh, March you do St. Patrick's Day. From a well, personal standpoint, here's why I, I am conflicted. I yeah. Mm. Number one, I have not celebrated my birthday in approximately six years. Because every year, my birthday falls right in the open. And nobody wants to go out. And all my friends are CrossFit yeah. people. And they're <laughs> because, serious competitors. Because you've been enmeshed in uh, And because I've been so world. enmeshed in the CrossFit world, all my friends have always been serious competitors. People who are trying to go to regionals. None of them want to do stuff on my birthday. My 21st birthday was me going to a bar at exactly midnight. I literally walked in at 11.55. My friends bought me a shot, one shot. I did one shot, and then we all left and went to bed. That was my 21st birthday. So very moving the very open different than my 21st to birthday. October would open up my birthday and celebration possibilities. However, if the open runs through Halloween weekend, which is the single greatest holiday of the year. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. I, yeah. I love just, Halloween. And also, you're going to get a lot of people who, if you're looking for open participation, there's two reasons why open participation has been killed. Number one, if it's Halloween, there's a lot of people with kids, parents with kids, who if we're doing a throwdown on Friday or whatever, and that's trick-or-treating day, yeah. guess what? None of those parents are going to be there. And B... And if you're young and want to go out and party on Halloween. Yeah. I mean, that they just ruined that. But and more also, importantly... And also, just thinking of it in the life cycle of a crossfitter if you have all these new intakes in september like i don't want to tell them to do the open <laughs> one, month, one month in like some shout people, out to kelsey coons who did the open i think she did it two weeks after she started CrossFit. yeah i mean i did That's i did the open after like a couple months of crossfit but i think like it's the exception rather than the rule of yeah. uh people who are going to be ready to do it and uh i don't know i mean i guess it's like the competitive thing it'll survive you'll well so here's why i have it in the fall and then they'll just have to be more sort of like i don't know spring internal throwdowns and here's why i think the open is actually dead though so the open used to be a celebration of fitness but it was primarily driven by these people who had this slight minutia of hope in their brain that maybe even if they're coming in 656 in the Northeast, that maybe they'll still qualify for regionals. I now... Mean, that was a very, very exact number. I just, <laughs> I like, just made that number up off the top of my head. That is not an actual rep. If you came in 656 to the Northeast, whoever you are, 
shout out. Um, <laughs> but I think I think that it was primarily it, it was driven by that community sense. And now that there is no end goal to the open, except that they take the top twenty from the world, what's the point of doing the open? I I think there's still still uh, a point. I mean, I think look, there's four hundred people, four hundred thousand people sign up for the open. Most of them are like not most of them is too minimal of a term. All, all of them don't consider the competitive ramifications. That's like not, most of them are doing it for fun as a personal test. And, and I think that's a good thing. That's why I've always liked the open. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think, I hope that they just still program the open to be that like accessible for all. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I heard somebody speculate like, Oh, now maybe since they're doing the open for this, we'll get to have like real workouts. Like, uh, were those not like real more, workouts or just like more like the, like Was they the want, I they went they, blind they, in my right eye, not a real workout. <laughs> I don't know. They wanted like more handstand walking and I don't know the sort of stuff that I, would be fine with the open not having any of it in there. Here's part of the uh, problem is that a lot of gyms, like a lot of the events that people want gyms to do, like we just don't have, they just don't have the equipment. Yeah. Most gyms don't have the equipment to do it. Like you want to do, I don't know, like pig flips in the it open. Big, like no it, one has pigs. It was a big deal. They had to put it out uh, in advance when they were going to use dumbbells yeah. in the open. And now I feel like more gyms have dumbbells, but before that, most gyms did not have Which is pro- enough dumbbells a for a whole you should, class. You should, have, you should have some dumbbells. Yeah. But, and uh, dumbbells are a good thing to use regularly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's So, hopefully it's still I, – I hope the, like, nature of workouts in the open doesn't oh, change. Oh, yeah. I hope it's still the same, like – Because if you look – Classic bet, CrossFit. You know, like – you know, Matt Fraser won the open for the guys. Uh, actually, Cassidy or Cassidy Lance McWhorter. Yeah, she yeah. she would have qualified. She did all right at the games. But I mean, you'd if I bet if you look through country winners of the open, like I don't know, Kristen Holta, I'm sure Laura Horvath, Lucas Hogberg, Bjergman, Carl Goodmanson. I don't know who would have qualified out of Iceland for the women. Uh, but it would have been either Annie Thor's daughter or Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Yeah. Um, it's it only it's like obviously out of the United States and out of Canada. It's yeah. a little rough. So they're gonna have to win Dubai and Waterpalooza and Granite Games and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm trying to find this article right now about how it's it's still going to be the same games because so Morning Chalk up released an article where Greg Glassman essentially said Dave is still the director of the CrossFit Games. And I think there is structural changes, but I think the heart of how the season works, like all they did to regionals was outsource regionals. That's all they did. They just outsource regionals to Wadapalooza, and it doesn't have that shiny title of regionals on it, but it's Wadapalooza is now regionals. Granite Games is now regionals. Because you're realistically, you cannot afford to fly to Granite Kings, Waterloo, Dubai, etc. It's going to save. You get one regionals, and it'll save them a bunch of money. They also, uh, interestingly, and I haven't heard anybody talk about this, but they're 
they said they're going to outsource the media coverage, mm-hmm. which I'm interested to see who that that is yeah. and how it's done. And hopefully uh, it's done well. Yeah. However, it gets picked up. I actually, um, so but, I think that outsourcing the media is probably their best bet. And I think, too, I just, you're going to bring in so much more talent because you have all these. The, the, I, just, the media, I just hope the media is an online company and they don't try and get like CBS or something to do it. Oh, yeah. Because CBS is not going to give a shit. They're going to be like those executives from Nike who don't know anything about yeah. props and they're like oh we'll just put like event number yeah. 12 on there and uh i mean call it good here's the thing too with that is that this is just going to be my little rant the media team at crossfit is so political like no one actually knows how you get on the media team and there are so many talented photographers who have not been selected for regionals or the games and there are talented photographers who are selected for regionals and then not invited back the next year it's it's a very political thing, and I think now if they're going to outsource the media and allow for companies to hire private tr- contractors, a they're going to make a ton more money because you're going to have companies like Romwad and those guys paying for these. More companies are going to be yeah. willing to pay for these because they're going to have more freedom within their press. It's very restrictive right now. If you're Romwad and you pay for a press pass. I think outsourcing the media is going to make it a lot more, you're going to get a lot more talent in the media pool and you're going to get a lot more money coming through the media pool. All right. Well, that sounds like a good thing. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a hundred percent a good thing that they are now outsourcing I mean, the media and, and not I, having an I, I like that, you know, from a, like a fan's perspective, having the 16, look, having the 16 qualifiers from a competitor's perspective, or if I was a coach trying to program for an athlete who's trying to go through that, like win one of those competitions, fuck, that is brutal. Like, I mean, to your point earlier, like the U S yeah, like it, cause it's winning one of those things is going to be so hard. Here's the thing, and it's going to be too. even harder, like, Wadapalooza last year, whoever, like, won it, or, like, people who came on the podium, they won't next year, yeah. because it's going to be... Because everyone's showing up to Wadapalooza yeah, everybody, this year. Everybody's going. And or the, so, I guess it won't be next year, it'll be the year after, but yeah, still. Yeah, uh, and so, that will be brutal. It will be hard on the body you can't, like that many times so here's my final question because i don't i care more about teams than individuals even though most people don't um <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i'm very dedicated to my teams. i I'll, I'll i'll be honest and this might break your heart also is no one cares about teams well no i know you know that but like i think i don't i sort of feel like there's a soft spot in my heart for the master's competition. Yeah. Just because I think it's cool to encourage people to be as physically active as they can possibly be up until whatever age mm-hmm. they possibly can do it. I don't like the teens competition. I don't like that at all. Um, and I've, it's the teen team competition has never been compelling to me so if they just got rid of the team competition well so here's my here's my question is that i believe in my prediction is that there's actually going to be a restructuring of the teams um and the reason for that is that 
currently as it stands, the games is the only competition that uses the two guys, two girls format. Every other yeah. competition is same sex, three girls, and or three well, guys. So that's what that's what Wadapalooza is. And Granite Games. I thought Granite Games was like two. Nope, three. Granite Games is three. Cascade Classic is three. Dubai is only individual, so they haven't really touched team yet, I think. But I believe that the new game structure for team, and I think it will be more interesting to watch this way, is going to be three girls and three guys. So. But, like, not on the same team. Separate. From Invictus Boston. Yes. Who would be the three girls? Um, currently it'd be Kelsey, Breezy, and Emma. But now we have, now we have B-Team. B-Team's back, baby. (laughs) It's zombie. Now we have have B-Team. So now I have the B-Team, and it's currently just me. (laughs) Helen retired. Well, Helen didn't retire, but she's, so this is actually good, though. She's going into her second year. She's going into her second year in medical school, and so... But actually, so she was actually saying that this format actually works out better for her because the way her boards worked, the reason why she couldn't do regionals if we were going to go for it again this year was because she had has to take her boards the week after the Open. And so now she, and so she was like, I just don't have time to be training for regionals while I'm trying to take my boards. Yeah. And so... Now we have Wadapalooza that we can do. We have all these other competitions that we can qualify okay. for. So, so then all, after so the qualifying, team, all lives. you have to do is win it. We got to win it. I mean, the B-team's goal was never to go to the games. The B-team's goal was to scrape their way into regionals and probably come in last. Yeah. And so your goal all along should have just been to go to Wadapalooza because it was better anyway. Yeah, that should have just been our, we didn't realize it, but that was so our Greg goal. So Greg Glassman just uh, helped you guys out. Yeah, so B-team's back. We revived it. We dug it up. Wait, who's your third girl on the B-team? You, uh, Helen? Molly Ungarian's back now. Oh, but she's, yeah. She doesn't know. So <laughs> She doesn't know. So um, we are, we, we'll be back to Retired perennial games athlete is, doesn't know that she is going to have to compete for the... No, no. She doesn't know if she wants to. Oh. She just doesn't know if she wants to, like, chill. Yeah. I feel like she would probably prefer to just chill. Um, but my peer pressure skills are amazing. <laughs> no, no, she's not a question. She's more. She's not a question because of us. She's a question because of herself. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck figuring all that out. Yeah, I mean, B team's really where it's at. You know. All right. Is, I feel like that's pretty much. That's pretty much covered it. it. So we got to talk about today. today. Hopefully, next week we'll have some startling revelations for you. I think they will. They. There was so so many because the the only reason I commented on that post was because the CrossFit Games was replying to so <laughs> many people, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna at least to throw in my thing about the timing of yeah. the open because maybe they'll listen." Uh, I and, mean, and um, I don't know, maybe whatever. But um, what did they say? They didn't reply. I mean, oh, they didn't reply to you. They didn't reply to me. But they were replying to so many people with, yeah. um, like, you just wait until the rule book comes out. There's going to be more information revealed, like, yeah. and, uh, so I mean, so, they, actually, the person who was the calmest 
through this whole situation, which I, he's a calm person generally. So I kind of expected that, but was uh, Josh Wasker, who, shout out, who is also getting married today. Yeah, shout out for getting married. Um, but he, he basically said, we don't know anything. Yeah. And so we can't make decisions. Yeah. We just have to act like everything is normal until we know more information. And I, and I think that's what a lot of the like higher level people have yeah. taken. I mean, I we didn't like, nobody stopped training. Nobody yeah. was like, yeah. I mean, our, I mean, I quit CrossFit for about three hours, but then I was back. So before yeah, I was gonna session. I was gonna ask how many times in the in the two months since our last episode, how many times have you quit CrossFit? Just that one time for the three hours, but it was from like seven to ten a.m. And so I was back for the morning session anyway, so it didn't matter. It didn't really affect my training. <laughs> Must have been uh, tumultuous three hours, though. When you were during, considering your professional OCR <laughs> My professional campaign, OCR. and um, but yeah, I I just think that it's we don't know any information. The best part I think of this whole situation was the memes to come out and the fact that CrossFit just turned off commenting on their Instagram, which was hilarious because you know someone sitting up there who's heading up social media and just saying, "I don't have time for this." I know because they <laughs> well, and because they probably they probably also fired the person who used to <laughs> reply, reply to reply to comments. Or that person um, got well, so they didn't they, they wouldn't be fired until about mid September. So that maybe that person got fired. And is sitting there going, I don't have to reply to comments. Do this, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was, I just thought that was funny, and like just the memes that came out of. I mean, ones I, I think I think there'll be a lot. I think be comments. a lot of good things that if they do shift the focus more towards uh, health, I think that's a good thing. If it spreads more, cross it to more countries. I think that's a good thing. And uh, if uh, yeah. there's more fringe athletes who do something like do something fun, meaningful, yeah, do something more meaningful, yeah. and that's a good thing. So I also just think it's funny that now um, everybody's been sitting by the pool sipping spicy margs, and um, <laughs> now they've realized that their season is going to start in like three months. <laughs> Yeah. Because before it didn't matter if you won Dubai. You, a lot of athletes just went into that for fun. Well, it mattered in that Dubai's payout was big. Yes, but it wasn't a – if your main focus is to go to – The games, the games. for sure. But if you're – if you're wanted to be – consider yourself like a professional athlete and that you pay for your things, yeah. <laughs> um pay for your life through yeah, exercising fair. like they had legit money on the line um yeah so. that's fair okay all right let's wrap this up we've been going all for right. a while we gave you an extra long episode to make up for our hiatus two months worth um, of episode in one two months all right. just crammed well, into one so i actually wrote down my shout outs because i knew i was gonna forget um, um number one <laughs> Go, go for it. I didn't. Shout out to Jessa and Josh and their dog, Bubba. Jessa and Josh are getting married today. I hope you have a wonderful, lovely wedding. That's our wedding gift is a shout out on the Around that's the Box the, podcast. Yep, that's, your, that's their wedding gift. Um, and I'd also like to shout out all the good people at X Endurance, especially Cooper and Andrew, who are probably the only reason why I'm alive and well to record this podcast 
they gave me water and whatever I needed while I was out of the games. So they were great. And right. I'm very appreciative. And to uh, that. shout out to them. We're available for sponsorship. <laughs> we are available for sponsorship. Um, I actually don't think they know that I do this podcast. Cooper does, but probably not the head of X Endurance. <laughs> um, <laughs> most likely not. Most likely not. Um, yeah, that's all the shout outs that I have for today. Do you have any shout outs? No, I don't know. I have shout out to everybody, uh, all the members at Invictus Boston who listen to this that I don't see anymore. Uh, shout out to Coolidge Corner members who I now see all the time. Oh, shout um, out to, um, I forgot about this, but then I just remembered because I was going to shout out uh, Coach at Invictus Boston. Cam Burke's birthday was on Friday, and then I remembered that friend of the show and guest Owen Bernstein also has the same birthday as Invictus Boston coach Cam. So happy birthday to former right. guest. Happy birthday, children. <laughs> all right, that's it. You that's can follow, follow me at Cairo Snake. Follow, follow me, Real K Dubs. Um, that's it. That's we're, basically we're, it. We're done. <laughs>